Hello, hello. This is the Digital Loop Season 2, Episode 19. Uh, it's the summer. Uh, finally, it's the summer in London as well. It is maybe the summer in, in Warsaw. We're going to say hi to Ivan in a minute. He's <laughs> saying hi here. Uh, Internet of Things. Internet of Things can be a lot of things. Uh, we're going to debate about that for the next 20 minutes. Imagine you're here. I've just arrived in my office. It's a bit hot. What if, you know, uh, my phone could actually locate me, tell, oh, Paul, you're in your office, and then the uh, air conditioning would automatically go off, and I would have like fresh air coming to me. This is an example of what the Internet of Things can do. It's like a lot of devices talking to each other. It's like sensors, cameras, software, data, databases, of course. Everything comes together. So it's a bit of a mashup. It's a, this term is a catch-all term. Uh, and um, IDC, which is a research uh, analyst firm, says that by 2020, uh, and you know how these numbers are made, but by 2020, uh, this industry could be worth more than uh, between seven to ten billion dollars. Uh, so I mean, it's a it's a pretty big thing. So let me go to Ivan. I don't know if he has air conditioning in Warsaw, but probably he has his maybe his um, Nike fuel thing on his wrist. Do you have it? Yeah, I do have it, of course. Uh, and and air conditioning is here as well. So <laughs> what nice. can I say? Um, yeah, I mean, what, one of the things that we were talking about is, is, is we talked about it in, in, in a previous episode, I believe it was episode 8 of this season 2, uh, when we talk about the age of context. Yeah. Um, context has become, uh, you know, the, the, the very key part of everything connected connect with digital, digital marketing. Uh, if we take into consideration that now technology is catching up and is allowing us to better understand all these different contextual situations, where are we, where, how, where we are, uh, what are we doing, how often are we getting there, what are our preferences, what are our preferences in that specific context, in that specific location. So we're talking about sensors, we're talking all these things getting together, and now connectivity has become the issue, has become the big, the big element, connecting different devices to each other and through the Internet. So this is this is developing a, a lot of really interesting situations, uh, a lot of really potential for a lot of really cool stuff. Um, and maybe, yeah, this is something maybe, that we need to talk about. But maybe the maybe the the, the, the easiest one to, to start with is uh, and this is why I mentioned your your Nike uh, Fuel. I don't have my Fitbit anymore because I'm using uh, I'm Fitbit in my phone directly. But this is one of the very easy to understand use case. So you have something on you, which is a sensor, basically, uh, to make to put it simply, that tells you, okay, some people say just about making how many steps you take per day, but it gives you a feedback about data about yourself. This is the first step, right? And it gives that to a database that hosts the data, that they can display the database and making sense for you either on your phone or on the web. Am I, do you think it's, it's fair to say that? Yeah, that's 100% accurate. And then, and then you, then you move on. You can add stuff around it, so you can have a, uh, for instance, I have a scale. I can go on, and every morning, and the scale is linked to both Wi-Fi and to my Fitbit again. I mean, to my Fitbit account, so it's more data that comes into uh, my Fitbit account, and I, and I can display that on my phone again or on the web. Again, it's all about data. So, this is this. These are the very easy to understand use cases. It's like you've heard, and I, we mentioned Fitbit and Nike Fuel, but it could be Joe Ball. There could be a lot of a, a lot of these things that are made to kind of uh, the self-assessment of uh, do you do enough sports, uh, do you, are you running enough, uh, are you working enough, are you working out enough, all these stuff are, are, are very easy to understand. But then 
this is still uh, linked to you, but there are all, all also uh, devices that could talk to each other without your uh, intervention, and that could be applied to a lot of stuff. So if I continue to my example about, okay, I'm sitting here under a condition, my phone tells me, oh, it tells, oh, sorry, tells my home that I'm here and that needs to put their condition, uh, their condition on. How does the phone tell, tell that to, to my home? So this is where you have stuff like iBeacon. Uh, you've heard about iBeacon, of course. We mentioned it here uh, many times. It's basically you have a, uh, a sensor that sits in my, in, my, in my office that would actually uh, connect automatically with my phone and suddenly, bing, uh, you know, they make a connection and it tells, oh, Paul is here because, you know, it, these kind of iBeacons can be uh, precise to the centimeter so they can actually know that I'm here. And this opens up, of course, uh, another uh, chapter which could be applied, and this is maybe Ivan can talk a little bit about this, it could be applied to shops, stores. You enter in a store and what happens? Yeah, I mean, you enter a store and the, 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 if you have the application, the, the, the beacon uh, will, will sense the phone and then it, there is a possibility to send you a personalized message just for you. So you enter the store and they say, hi, Paul, it has been a while. Just for you, we have 20% discount in your favorite designer t-shirts. Uh, you know, stuff like this. I mean, there is so many things that we can do. But the really nice thing about it is that... Uh, the, the, this is no longer just about messaging, and it's just longer about marketing. Of course, it's a big part of it. Uh, I was just listening about uh, there is LG has developed a new uh, fridge that, uh, of course, it, it measures what's inside, and uh, it actually is connected uh, to, 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 the, to the... It can give you recipes, and it can give you a meal plan based on the food that is inside. Uh, and, and, and there is many different things that, of course, at, at, at the first opportunity, you will see advertisers getting there, trying to sell you their stuff. But what's interesting is, uh, at this moment, we are in the situation that we have different devices connected to your phone. So I have my bracelet connected to my phone. You can connect your phone to your, your, your thermostat, to your fire alarm, to your uh, light bulbs. But right now, every device is connected. It, it, it's fragmented, this connection. A device X to your phone, device, device Y to your phone, device Z to your phone. What's happening now is there are many different companies working on developing the technology that is going to allow all these devices to connect to each other. So, let's say I'm sleeping and, uh, uh, I don't know, there is information that there is traffic or there is an accident on the road. So my phone gets that information and automatically sets my alarm 15 minutes earlier. So I wake up earlier just so I can make it in time to work. Uh, you know, there are there's a lot of different applications that are being developed right now. Uh, companies like Nest, uh, who are now part of Google, they are working uh, very closely with companies like Mercedes-Benz, like Whirlpool. They're developing a lot of really, really interesting stuff. They're working together with all these these uh, uh, manufacturers. Um, Microsoft started to work with LG, with Panasonic, with Sharp. Uh, you have other players in the market like Qualcomm, uh, and, and all of them are working on developing this. Now, what's interesting is that. I can see that there is going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle like like Betamax versus VHS or Blu-ray versus HD DVD. That you have different companies working in different different uh, 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 standards, and it might get to a point that we need to come up with one standard. And this is something that is going to be really really interesting as well. 
Well, I mean, you're you're certainly right. I mean, uh, you mentioned Google that bought Nest. I think it was for three three point two billion dollars. And Nest has done uh, so the famous uh, thermostat, and now they've done also the smoke detector. And I, we know that Google is venturing into stuff uh, like, of course, smart watches and health healthcare as well. Uh, the the thing is, uh, if you um, Apple, uh, sorry, Apple, uh, uh, Google had its uh, Android uh, its uh, big conference. I believe it was last week. And you could see there was a lot of emphasis on, on, on smartwatches. And smartwatches are uh, in the extension of the Android ecosystem. And in that sense, they are as well uh, the extension of that. You can feel that these sensors will be more and more uh, uh, important for, 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 for Google and Android. I mean, this is still early for them. We are not sure about exactly how they're going to get there. You can, you can feel that Google is trying to rein in a lot of devs, so basically to try to make it as a consistent ecosystem, and then I'm sure they work. They will work on having a consistent ecosystem that actually works with uh, the Internet of Things. Same thing for Apple. Apple at WWDC, which is their developer conference, which happened a few weeks ago now. They've announced a lot of initiatives. Uh, yeah, they have the, the, the HomeKit. Yeah, so there's HomeKit. Uh, HomeKit is is basically it's a platform. This is exactly what you were exactly uh, saying. It's they they're developing a platform. They allow people that want to develop stuff on iOS or on on with Apple to say, okay, here are all the tools that allow you to say exactly what you said. Oh, uh, so, some app uh, grabs uh, traffic information, sends it back to your place. Uh, your your alarm clock, which might be your phone, or even a dump alarm clock that has a small sensor in it. Suddenly, the alarm clock is set 15 minutes earlier. The exact example you said, but this, for this, like you said, you need a standard, and this is what Apple hopes to do with uh, with releasing uh, HomeKit. They are hoping to do to allow developers to have tools that then can build upon whatever uh, scenario they want to build, which is also could be like a, the one I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning since I started this show, which is, oh, I'm arriving and, and you know, the, the air conditioning sets up. They also uh, introduced HealthKit, which is, uh, we, uh, Ivan mentioned it earlier, we mentioned, uh, you know, these Fitbits and other devices like that. I mean, for the moment, they're really about self-assessment and telling you, or uh, a bit about fitness and you know running and all the running and cycling apps are, are very very uh, successful. But if you think about it, it could go further uh, with HealthKit. It could be also about monitoring your 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 sorry your 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 health values, but also preventing diseases. This is probably the next step. Uh, I've heard about a startup. I was I was having a drink uh, a coffee with uh, with Francine Hardaway. She's a she, She's a very, uh, very knowledgeable uh, woman that work that lives in Phoenix and works in, uh, between Phoenix and, and, and San Francisco, and she advises a lot of startups. And she was telling me how they started this. They started has created a way to actually uh, know exactly when a asthma attack would happen, and this is again uh, to the to the exact day actually. So you, you have a lot of stuff that could be also prevention. It's not about me. Oh, how many steps I've done today, but also about oh. Oh, watch out! You might have a health issue here, and this is also done with 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 sensors. Uh, there was other examples like uh, for elderly care. Uh, you could have sensors on the floor if someone trips and falls down. Usually they're alone. An alarm is triggered. Again, the data co comes back to me, for instance, and I can go and see if my dad is okay. Stuff like that. Uh, and it, could, it can go. You know, it can be cancer prevention. It can be. Can it even be. And I, that we, I know that we're, this is where we're going to start in the, to be a little bit scary. It can be even suicide watch because uh, there are people, I mean, I've read a lot of articles about it that say, okay, the, 
In the same way you can assess if someone is actually working out enough or walking enough or maybe has a good heart rate, you can also feel, feel his emotions. And by feeling his emotions, you can say, okay, maybe that person, uh, if, and if you uh, match that maybe with Facebook updates or Twitter updates or stuff that the person puts online, and I know it, it becomes big brotherish because they say, oh, wow, wait, 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 that person might be depressed. So if that person is depressed, suddenly you can act upon it. Again, we don't exactly know where all this is going, but this is make, made possible with all these uh, uh, devices talking to each other, plus, of course, youth still the human in the center. So it's really, it's really kind of impressive. And talking, and then I will uh, leave you to talk again. I'm sorry, uh, this is a big rant again. In terms of standard, right now, uh, the standard in terms of how do they communicate to each other, I think that uh, low energy Bluetooth is the one that actually is uh, very important because uh, so it's a way for uh, devices to talk to each other at close proximity. Uh, it's, it's, it's the reason that it's so important. It's very cheap. Uh, you can actually have, uh, we mentioned the iBeacons. You, you can have a, a dead, basically a passive device. It just sits there that is very cheap, cheap to, to be done. And then suddenly it gets activated because of the proximity of Ivan. Ivan just passes by and up, up it wakes up and it does something. That something could be anything. Switches the lights off or dims the lights down or whatever. Puts the air conditioning. Uh, so these are uh, these are so where there is no standard for the platform, and I think that's still because it's a, still a new thing and people are fighting, and that's great because it creates competition in terms of standard uh, on the the standard of how to communicate. Well, there's of course still Wi-Fi, but Bluetooth is one that uh, low energy Bluetooth is one that is actually very key. Uh, sorry, Ivan, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean, what what's really interesting that uh, there is a new shift happening now. Products themselves become platforms for relationships between customers and companies. Now, the product itself is actually that connection with the customer. Um, and I think that this is also going to develop a, a very important shift in the way brands communicate and the way brands uh, promote themselves. Um, I, we've been talking about here for a long time about the lack of effectiveness of advertising as how it's decreasing continuously that no longer you know it's about you know empty messages or nice cute stories on TV but actually adding value and if we connect the element of utility with the element of context and the cool thing is that technologies are allowing us to get there now uh, we are we are in, in, in looking forward to a really really interesting uh, um, period of time um, based on that. Uh, you know, I mentioned some of the examples that you were talking about. There is uh, Google, interesting, Google developed a contact lens uh, that actually measures your level of glucose in your tears. And uh, this is a solution developed for diabetes, uh, for people with diabetes. So if you have diabetes, you know, it's a really, really annoying lifestyle. You need to, you know, take blood, you need to put it in the machine, it's really painful, you know, every day you're pinching your finger. Now you have this solution that actually, it's a, it's a contact lens. That inside the contact lens there is a sensor and there is an antenna that sends information to your mobile phone. Uh, and these are these little things that are, are adding value to, to the user. Uh, and, you know, Google doesn't have to make a nice, you know, invest millions of dollars in a nice advertising campaign to say, hey, we're great. But developing solutions like this are the stuff that are actually making and changing the way people perceive these brands.
Yeah, that's actually very, very true. Uh, the other thing, because we talked a lot about consumer-facing technologies, consumer-facing Internet of Things, if you want. I mean, and again, Internet of Things is a very catch-all term. Some people call it the cloud of things. Some people, I think DJ Patil, I think it was on the web in 2012, uh, sort of that conference in Paris, said it should be called the Internet of Now. So, because you know this. Call, let's call it Internet of Things. It means it's a very wide concept. With all wide concepts, we have to be careful. But to go on, we've talked a lot about everything that's consumer-facing, so helping people, uh, doing, uh, getting more to know themselves more or the environment better or making their environments know them, like home automation, like automatically opening the, you know, again, air conditioned lights, whatever. But then, if you go, if you go a, a little bit further, you can also find that cities. Uh, Milton Keynes is a city here in the UK. They've actually started uh, initiatives around it, and they have like sensors that tell them, oh, you know, the rubbish, uh, the rubbish uh, deposits are full. So automatically sends a signal, and people, and and, and you know the. Uh, um, Public servants can come there and actually empty them. Uh, the same thing with lights. Again, it can save a lot of energy because smart cities is not only about making uh, events and mine lives easier and telling me, oh, there's a parking spot there. And but the the fact that it tells me there's a parking spot makes me less running around with uh, circling around my car, thus using less energy and thus polluting less. And or uh, the fact that maybe there's no one in the street for 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 uh, for a while, you can actually dim the light. I don't know, just making up scenarios. But if you have all these sensors scattered around the city, you can create stuff that it becomes a programmable city. The city actually lives. And if you if you're a science fiction fan, if you think about Metropolis, the film from from uh, I think 1929, 27. I don't recall. It's exactly that. The city is an organism, and uh, if you think about all of everything we said, because all co comes and connects together, it's you know would be the cities and the places we live in and our environment becomes an organism. It's even more than context; it becomes only an organism. Now there are still risks, and I still want to say that before we, we end this show, because I mean all all this looks great. It looks a bit big brotherish, as I said. Uh, there first there's data. I mean the important fact I think in, in Internet of Things and Ivan said it earlier. It's great. The devices are cool. The smartwatch, whatever, the sensors, the, the the light bulbs that open automatically. Everything is great. But at the end of the day, what matters is the data. The data has to make sense. That data can be hacked first, right? I mean, it happens, and we know it happens. So that could be scary. If you have all your health information in van online, you might not be happy if some some people actually hack it and can actually know that. Oh, you know what, Ivan? We not only can be used uh, by hacker, but it can even be used by I don't know, insurance companies. They're going to tell you, you know what, Ivan, you have a high risk of cancer. They're going to refuse your refuse your insurance coverage because you have a high risk of that cancer. It's a it's a society question. Do we want that kind of do we want variation of premiums because of stuff that we cannot control? You might have a cancer because it runs to your family. It doesn't have to do with you having an unhealthy lifestyle. So that's one. Uh, it could be. Uh, state surveillance. I'm not saying, you know, we've heard all the stories about Edward Snowden and the NSA. Uh, at which point do you feel comfortable having all this information about you being just around you? And uh, I know I'm only talking about data about you. And then it could be also hacking your car. I mean, because cars are becoming very connected, so I could hack your car and say, oh, this car is going to crash down in, in the next five minutes. You could be hacking an entire city. I'm not making up like huge terrorists uh, plots here, but it could be, you know, getting into the electricity grid, getting into information about, I don't know, the water sewage. It could be, so 
there are still stuff that needs to be addressed. I mean, of course, there's a lot of security that has to go around it, but it, it, it's not everything is absolutely amazing and wow. And we've seen, for another, another one, we've seen recently, and I'm sure Ivan has seen it as well, this big story this week, everybody talks about it, how Facebook played with the newsfeed uh, as an experiment. Uh, so it was actually a university experiment to uh, see how the news you were getting on your newsfeed were affecting your emotions. So if you were getting more positive stories, would you get be more happy? And if you get more negative stories, would you be, get more sad? That's great, but if, then if you imagine that with feedback, you could say, oh, your Fitbit is going to tell you that you're not doing well today, and you need to go. I mean, we could enter into very murky scenarios when your data can be used to actually create experiment, and you become a lab rat. Uh, so, and I'm not, we're going to have the debate about Facebook and his newsfeed experiment another day, but there are stuff that can happen that are not, uh, that, are, that are not very, um, like that could be scary, let's put it that way. Do you have anything to add about that, Ivan? Yeah, I mean, I think that the important thing is to remember that all these technology and all these tools, the, 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 I believe that the best way to have them is as a support. Uh, these are tools that help you make better decisions or help you have a better uh, understanding of what is it that you want to do. However, uh, the moment that you are dependent on these tools, that's when you are getting into troubles. And, and I can imagine people that are, you know, obsessed and, and, and uh, uh, obsessed with Facebook. That if an all day over there, you know, if all of a sudden all the news that they are getting are negative, probably this will have a negative impact on their on their on their on their mindset or something. Uh, the same could be with these devices. So um, I think that the, 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 the thing that we need to remember is this: you know, this is technology that is here to help us. Uh, and we need to use it as that, as, as tools that help us have a better understanding of what we're doing. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to finish on that because uh, the, the big thing about data, and I think we mentioned that in an episode when we talked about big data. The thing about data is not data itself. It's how you make sense of data, what you do with data. And uh, I think I mentioned that already as well in that episode. There's a difference between causation and correlation. So let me give you an example. So a lot of people are eating ice cream that's one that data set, and the other data set is like a lot. Uh, there's uh, more people drowning. Uh, so if you put if you put these two plot lines together, they go well, and you can say, oh, the fact that more people are eating ice cream makes more people drowning. And actually, the real cause of these two are just a temperature rising. Uh, this is a very easy example to understand. What I'm trying to say here is that with all these data that we're going to have about ourselves, or cities going to have about cities, or cities going to have about people, and people are going to have about machines, and machines are going to know each other, you still need to make sense of the data. It's one thing to actually have all these things connect together, but you still need to make sense. It's one thing to know that I've done 10,000 steps, 10, steps today. What does it mean for me? Is it just 10,000 steps? I mean, this is a small example. Or what does it actually mean for me? And you need both you to educate yourself about what does it mean and people to educate themselves about what does it mean. But also it means that uh, there's a certain responsibility by companies and startups that do that to actually educate you and tell you, okay, what do you do with that data? What is the actual what is the actual valuable data, what is the non-valuable data, and if you get that data, what does it do? It's great to say that you've done 10,000 steps. It's great that my conditioning would actually set up uh, automatically, but what does it all say? What does it mean? It's like Ivan said very well, it's, it's here. These technologies are supposed to make your life better, and 
easier and probably more convenient as well. But I still think we have to ask ourselves a question. So how do we tame the data to make really our lives better uh, and not being slaves of this technology? Absolutely. And I think in, with that, we can, we can wrap up today's show. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. Uh, it has been a pleasure. Remember, if you want to continue watching more and more of these episodes, go back to all the different episodes that we have here at thedigitalloop.co. Um, we've been already for two seasons. This is episode 19, I believe. So there's a lot of really interesting things that we invite you to check out. Uh, and, and if you have any comments or questions, just go to our Facebook page or go to our Twitter uh, and, 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 and share it with us. We love hearing from you. Great. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Ciao. Bye. -bye. Ciao. Bye.